Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text today from Philippians, the third chapter, our citizenship is in heaven. It's from, from it we await a Savior, our Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly bodies to be like His glorious body by the power that enables Him to subdue all things to Himself. Dear friends of Christ, you know, I've tried to convert you, uh, you Iowans, and I've tried to show you the highlights of things from the state in which I, I grew up. And most of you have not changed your allegiance. And, you know, most of you are still Hawkeye or Cyclone fans. Now, I've worn my OU stuff with pride, and it hasn't seemed to make any difference. It hasn't changed your hearts. I, I tout the wonders of the Crimson and Cream uh, and the Sooners of Oklahoma, and, and I'm sure you've felt that from time to time, but I've been their ambassador. Now, I, I say this in context of our text today. Uh, as St. Paul wrote to the church of Philippi, because, again, that city had been conquered by Rome and colonized by the Romans. Now, whenever they did that, whenever Rome would conquer a city or a country, they would send in their own people to help, you know, send in people to help uh, the most patriotic citizens that they can find to go into that area to teach those people how to be good Roman citizens and what being a Roman citizen meant. And as it was for the city of Philippi, they were a case study in this Roman colonization. And when Philippi came under control, Rome sent in retired Roman soldiers. You know, the patriotic kind of soldier. Uh, The Roman soldiers that were proud, patriotic, flag-waving advocates of the Roman government. They sent them in. They, They bought their own houses They paid them to live there. And they told them, you know, go to Philippi, make it a place any Roman would be proud to live. And they did. They moved there to transform the culture. Make those people Roman people. Apparently, even some of the Christians in the church of Philippi had gotten all caught up in that in that civic pride and patriotism of Rome and doing things the Roman way. So St. Paul uses this opportunity to rein rein in their allegiance. Paul reminded them of this important truth. Our citizenship is in heaven. Let me say that again. Our citizenship is in heaven. And from there... We await a Savior, our Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly bodies to be like His glorious body by the power that enables Him to subject all things to Himself. Yes, they were citizens of and ambassadors for Rome. But more importantly, they were citizens of heaven and ambassadors for the kingdom of God. We need to remember that too. And so our theme, our citizenship, is in heaven. You know, like the retired Roman soldiers who were shipped to Philippi to live uh, in in that first century, God has shipped us out into the world. 
And he shipped us. The church's job is not to transform the culture. That's what many churches think. That's what many Christians think. The church's job is to save souls. And as you save individual souls, those individual people go out and they change the culture. But let's not get it confused. Our job is to bring those walking in darkness into the light. And God has placed us here as his ambassadors for that purpose in the United States of America. God has placed us here to spread the reign of God's word and to implant the kingdom of God into the people all around us here in Spencer, Iowa. That's our job. Not just to, to take care of the people that already believe, but, but to tell others, to colonize Spencer, Iowa, to Jesus Christ, to show them the virtues of what it means to be a Christian, to follow the King of Kings and to worship the Lord of Lords. Now, we bow to no one. We bow only to God. We bow to Jesus. And we tell everyone that He is the way, the truth, and the life, that no one gets to the Heavenly Father except through Him. And we show that by our words, and we show that by our deeds and how we live. Just like the retired Roman soldiers that went to Philippi with their patriotic allegiance to show the residents of Philippi what it looked like. That's what you're called to. to go into your schools, your place of work, into our businesses. Your citizenship is in heaven. And as a child of God, well, we all need to get that into our head. We don't belong here. You may be a United States citizen. You may be an Iowan. But you won't be forever. And of course, the, the famous old hymn reminds us of the biblical truth. I am but a stranger here. Heaven is my home. We are God's will, goodwill ambassadors on earth. And of course, uh, God puts us here to contend for the faith that was once given to the saints of the past. Do you understand? We are a colony of heavenly citizens put here on earth. A colony of heavenly citizens put here on earth. You get the idea? Jesus gets to the same idea when he said, You are a light of the world. You're the light of the world. Let your light shine before men so that they may see your good deeds and then give glory to your Father in heaven. God placed you on earth for a purpose. He placed you in Spencer, Iowa for a purpose to colonize the dark world with his light and with his love. Jesus placed you here to be saved by his blood, yes, but more. He has placed you here to witness, to witness to the truth, to let the world know that you're different, to talk about your faith with your friends, that Jesus is the resurrection and the life, and that you don't belong here, and that you live in a kingdom that has no end, because Jesus is the king of that kingdom, and you're a citizen of that kingdom, and you're presently serving as God's ambassador here on earth. And that's all biblical language. 
It's what you are, whether you realize it or not. You are a stranger here. Heaven is your home. But being an ambassador, Lord, being an ambassador for the Lord uh, comes with many difficulties, and Paul writes about the difficulties, because many of those who had been Christians now walk, walked away from the faith. They decided to follow the Roman way of doing things. And Paul writes, with a broken heart, I tell you, many who were once Christians now walk as enemies of the cross of Christ. And these enemies haven't changed from the first century to ours. Paul describes them this way. Their end is destruction. Their God is their belly and all their desires. They glory in their sin. They glory in their shame with mindset on earthly things. That was a culture of unbelief of sin back then. That's a culture of unbelief and sin today. And yet know this, the enemies of the cross, they need salvation. The enemies of the cross, they're our projects. They're the mission field. They need Jesus if they hope to not be destroyed. They need Jesus if they want to live forever. And Christ died for His enemies. He died for me when I was still His enemy. And he died for those who still have not come into the, into the shepherd fold. Unfortunately, most of the enemies of the cross continue still to reject. And they reject the word of God. They follow their own idols and they follow their own beliefs and they follow their own, follow their own isms. It means we have a very difficult task as citizens of heaven. Our job is to proclaim Jesus Christ to a bunch of people who don't want to listen. In fact, to a bunch of people who, who might be against us. So we do it by letting other people see how we live, how Jesus lives his life out in us. Our job is to wear our citizenship, our faith with pride. Proudly proclaim Jesus. Proudly wave our Christian banner. Proudly serve him in the marketplace. Proudly keep his commandments. Proudly confess our Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ, and proudly let everyone openly see your joy. You are ecstatic to be saved. You are ecstatic to be a child of God. God put you here to take your citizenship seriously. We are citizens of heaven to be sure, but you know, we're not always model citizens. You know, do people that you interact with throughout the week even know that your citizenship is in heaven? What do they see in you that makes you any different than all the rest? You know, by the words you use, or the phrases you say, or the choices you make, or how you talk about, or the witness you give, or how you manage your money, or, or how you treat people, your acts of mercy and your acts of kindness, or... Is there anything different about you, distinct? Where's the evidence that you are blood-bought, died for, child of God? 
Do you honor God with your body, believing that one day this body will be buried and it will come back to life again and you'll be transformed in the likeness of Christ's resurrected body? And you'll be giving a new body. Or do you walk as if this body is the only thing that matters? And you feed the belly of this body, just like the enemies of the cross, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and they glory in their shame, and they set their mind on earthly things. Well, before you answer that question, I I need to make a confession. I have not been very effective as an ambassador for the state of Oklahoma. Instead of converting you uh, to all things Oklahoma, something unexpected happened. I am celebrating my 24th anniversary with you on March 15th. 24 years. And that 24 years, I've watched you live. We've shared our lives together. I admire your allegiances. And I've even learned to love Jell-O and, and potlucks. And throughout all our times of sitting down and talking together without your, throughout your struggles, and as you've talked about your faith, I've learned I take pride in our farm-bred roots. And over the years, I confess, I found myself rooting for the Hawkeyes and the Cyclones. Iowa has become my home, too. So instead of making Oklahomans out of you, you made an Iowan out of me. Now, this is my own personal problem I've got to deal with. But let my failure serve as a warning to you. As I unknowingly have been assimilated into being an Iowan, so also it's very easy for all of us to be assimilated into the world. And yet know this, in Christ, you're still but a stranger here. Heaven is your home. Oh, it's so easy to be assimilated into the world, isn't it? I mean, instead of Christians changing the world for Christ and changing souls one soul at a time, the world is changing Christians. This godless culture that surrounds us changes God's church. It's terrifying, it ought not be. The shameful ways of the world weasel their way into the church. Practices and beliefs that God's Word clearly, strictly forbids and condemns are now tolerated, even encouraged, in many churches. The world has changed us. Instead of God's Word changing the world, and it's the way it always seems to go. But to turn against God, to turn against His Word, to celebrate as good what God forbids only leads to shame and destruction. Read read Jeremiah. Read the threats of Jesus when he comes again. The Christian church is always counter-cultural, especially when she gathers around in church for God's word and sacraments. Everybody else is out there doing stuff. You're sitting in here worshiping a God. You're sitting in here singing hymns. You're singing in here praying prayers. 
going to Bible study, sharing fellowship with one another. Then the music, it isn't designed to entertain us. It's not rock and roll. It's here to tell us about who God is and what God has done for us and to praise His holy name. And the divine service is all built around heaven, literally touching earth, because I don't belong here. Heaven's my home. And this is where God's grace touches me. And you, well, you are a citizen of heaven. A colony of heavenly citizens temporarily stationed here until the day of your homecoming. And all this is possible because of what Jesus did. He left the safety of heaven. Heaven was his home. And he left heaven to become a stranger here. He left behind the glory and the power of heaven to take up residence and to become a human colonist in this broken, sinful place among sinners like us. And he exchanged the glory of heaven with a manger on earth. He exchanged a crown for a cross. And Jesus became a citizen of this world. Just like you. And the rulers of this world... Herod, Pilate, Caiaphas, they all wanted him dead. They saw to it that he would suffer and be crucified. And Jesus, this man from heaven, was crucified for you. And because he was crucified for you, he has secured your citizenship. He's made you to be his child. and His blood has cleansed you from his sin. And for most of you, it happened right here at the baptismal font where that water was placed over your head and you became members of the kingdom of God, citizens of heaven, so that you no longer belong here. You're temporarily passing through. And you live in that promise of your baptism. I am but a stranger here. Heaven is my home. And we're ambassadors. We speak the language of heaven. We speak the word of God, we pray, we praise the Lord, we come to this altar to, and we gather around this altar to eat his body and to drink his blood for the forgiveness of our sins. And all this heavenly stuff, baptism, word, water, bread, and wine, it transforms us. It reminds us that through faith in Jesus Christ, we're citizens of heaven. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus and to life everlasting. Amen.